second zach all right now you're now you're on okay oh, you trick me every time well i gotta i gotta cue you because i have time. literally like three knobs that i'm i'm turning don't we all that's that's very true it's very true hello hi everybody this is two thumbs undecided with your sexy and central guests mm. uh zachary tom Douglas Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, and my name is um, Sam Ferguson, and that was um, BB Bridgers. Um, yes. She was not playing live, just no. for you folks at home. We do not know her personally, not personally, uh, certainly not uh, metaphorically. Yes, true. So I wouldn't dare to know her metaphorically. But uh, life is happening. We are still out there doing our thing. Sam is still a color grader assist. Mm-hmm. Interesting uh, week. Pushing start and stop for somebody famous. Yeah. Um, it's just some weird a little ditty chatter like going on. Um, There's like a weird... One sec. Let me test something. Interesting. No, no, no. All right, there's just some, uh, I don't know. It's something, I can't tell what the audio issue is, um, but I am the producer, so I should um, get it figured out. It's not that bad. Anyways, um, there's just something, there's like a weird staticky sound coming. I'm trying to figure out, oh, it's this. Okay. Okay. Now we got it going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I get it. Um, let's try here. I'm just, I'm just experimenting here. One sec. Um, no, no, no. Okay. Shall we rip? All right. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fine now. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyways. Uh, I'm sorry about the little audio issue, but that was going to be annoying me the entire time. The um, time. So, yeah, uh, there's two thumbs on the side. We talk about movie things, and um, we have started a series on um, talking about critics. Um, today, we were going to have on not a critic, but a friend of uh, me, not yet a friend <laughs> of the show, because he did not, he was not able to make it today. His name is Possum Hill. He um, will be on in the future, but he... Um, is the head of uh, something to do with, like, he's one of the head people at Universal Music 
company, um, but for their streaming content. Um, and he was my boss because he was the head director at Capitol Records um, back in the day. Um, but he has just recently quit that job to do this. Um, but to he'll do be our joined. Show. Yeah, he'll be on our show at some point. No, he quit his job to be on this show. Yes, he quit. So he could, because uh, we pay all of our guests. Yeah, he, well, he didn't understand that we weren't giving him a job. Yeah. He, we're like, you know, you could do, you know, you could have a job and still be on the show. And he's like, I don't get it. Yeah, he just kept saying to me, I don't, I don't get it. I spent like a day talking to him about the difference of like being able to do two things. Someone ringing. What? Is someone actually calling the show? No, no, no one's calling the show. It's just someone's uh, ringing the door. There's like a lot of noise thing happening right now. And it's pissing me off. Are people um, outside talking? No, it's, it's probably like a male person. I don't know. Anyways, um, go ahead, Zach. Um, yeah, I was just, I got, he didn't understand. You know, I long for the day uh, that we will eventually be truly professional. Um, Actually, but, fun story about ourselves, um, Zach. What? Um, what? What? Something I don't even know? Possibly. Um, there's a chance, uh, a good chance that we're going to be, uh, press for the new festival, um, because they reached out to me basically being like, Hey, uh, I got your, cause I reached out being like, Hey, can you give us a follow up? And, um, they said, Hey, we got your email. Uh, and I also got it from your co-host, Zach. What do you want? You want virtual and you, what, is that all you want? And then I was like, yeah, but can I also have access to like interviews as well? And I sent that email last night, so... Now, uh, uh, explain to the audience what festival this is. Um, this is the LGBTQ plus uh, new festival. I believe it is partially hosted by um, uh, the Lincoln... Or not Lincoln Center. Um, yeah, the Lincoln Center, I think. Um, I could be very wrong, but... Uh, it has been going on for a couple years now. Um, and, uh, yeah... Anyways, we're, there's a good chance that we might be press. Um, that is so good. You know, I saw on there, uh, like, not a lot of movies I recognized or heard about, but then there was one that I'm really excited and didn't really know was LGBTQ affiliated, but um, it's Wendell and Wild, which mm. is the new Henry um, Senkel, the guy who directed Nightmare on Elm Street. No, sorry. <laughs> Nightmare oh. Before Christmas. Oh. Nightmare Before, yeah. Oh, I uh, see. And he also did Caroline. He's the guy that everybody thinks is like Tim Burton, mm -hmm. but is actually the guy who continues to be original. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's kind of, yeah, he's definitely had his, Tim Burton has had his career kind of meshed with him because of Nightmare and also, um, uh, Corpse Bride. Did he have anything to do with Corpse Bride? No. So that's the thing. You see movies like Frankenweenie and Corpse Bride, and you're like, that, like in Nightmare Before Christmas, and you're like, that's all Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. Now it is, but Tim Burton only produced, he produced and created the characters. Mm. Um, but this Henry Nightmare. Ow. Or. Uh, this guy who directed Nightmare Before Christmas, um, he tr he really Henry Henry Silic Henry si yeah Henry Silic he really does have a uh, a vibe mm -hmm. that meshes really well with Tim Burton yeah but like I said Tim Burton has truly 
decided he's in the sellout phase. Mm. Um, while Henry Selleck has really only done three movies. He did yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, James the Giant Peach. Oh, he did Monkey Bone with Brendan Fraser. Interesting. Uh, and Coraline, and now he's doing this Wendell and Wild, hmm. which looks amazing. Uh, it comes out October 28th, but hey, if we get to see it 10 days earlier. So do we have any film news? Do you have any film news to provide? I do. Um, the, the only one accessible is a little, it's like kind of bringing back sad memories. Um, from The Guardian, hmm. uh, I have that Alec Baldwin settles lawsuit with family of cinematographer killed on uh, film set. That's oh. Helena Hutchins mm -hmm. is the one who was fairly shot that sad yeah. um, October day in 2021. Um, I'm not really seeing what they settled. Uh, the parties reached... Oh, it's a disclosed settlement. Also, so. funny story. Well, in fitting with Tim Burton, apparently a trailer just got released uh, for Tim Burton's new movie, Wednesday. Uh, well, it's not a movie, it's a TV show. Oh, for the TV show, Wednesday, uh, with Fred Armiston playing Uncle Fester. Yeah, I just saw a news report. I guess we're done with that film news. Um, it All I saw, the, the, the headline being like, uh, Fred Armiston gets bald, goes bald for Wednesday. And I'm like, okay, hmm. cool. You know, people like work out or, you know, gain a lot of weight. Fred Armiston's bald. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's still a lot of. um. Uh, tell you the truth. I, I'm, yeah, I saw the new. Uh, I did see the new trailer for uh, Wednesday. And once again, I just. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 it doesn't really get me. Is that the only film news we got? What? The Alec Baldwin thing? Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty, pretty good film news, I'd say. I mean, that's, been, um, that's kind of a biggish thing. That's well, uh, so, something that leads into some uh, our topic, uh, it is they officially made uh, the Velma Dinkle, oh. Dinkley, yeah. uh, uh, a lesbian in Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. Which is, She's uh, played by, uh, uh, I mean, it, what's, what's the person from The Office, right? Uh, no, that's in the new one where it's an adult, and I I have issue. She may be a lesbian in that, but I have big issues with that because it's report. It's reported that there's no Scooby Doo for the sole purpose that they couldn't figure out how to make it not kitty. Like they're oh. like, we want this to be an adult show, so uh, no Scooby Doo. I can kind of so see that. That's kind of interesting. So what, what you're saying you is in about? the in the cinematic universe or non cinematic universe. In the uh, uh, Monster Inc. or not Monster Inc. What is it? What is their van called? Uh, yeah, they're uh, yeah, they're Mystery uh, Mystery Inc. Incorporated in yeah, the Mystery. in the Mystery Inc. Uh, universe. Velma is officially gay. Well, at least in this movie, you know, of course. Oh, in, in a the, movie. Yeah, it's in a it's it's a one of these one shot movies. There's okay. like a billion one shot movies of Scooby Doo. Yeah, but in this specific one. Uh, Vilma is gay, and who knows? Maybe she was always gay. I never saw an episode. Well, they never said she was straight. No, I mean, in the, the the history behind it too is all the way in two thousand one. James Gunn's uh, screenplay mm -hmm. of Scooby Doo had yeah. her uh, be gay too, but um, people were just not ready for that. Our studios were not ready for it yet. 
who doesn't have a ready. Um, and now get uh, get this. I don't know if we're tra- we can transition, but uh, I actually watched the Scooby Doo movie. Um, more just yeah, out of morbid cur- curiosity, how they you know mm-hmm. did it, and also the animation looked really fluid. Yeah, like there was a scene where they showed uh, Velma's like crush, oh. and it was like on par with like the like just really really fluid animation and i was really impressed by it i don't know i think they should make a new uh, cartoon mystery team well you we know, should get out of the 70s which is a good transition to uh this topic we're about to have um which is i guess see the thing is is we kind of i don't think we have done a horror episode <sighs> since 2019 Wow, because we've been living in horror. We've been living in horror. Also, like, uh, 2020 Halloween was, like, not really Halloween. Um, and then, what was the other one? Uh, 2021, I I was gone or something. Um, but we haven't really... I mean, it's still, like, not Halloween officially, but it's... I mean, it's not it, Halloween day. It's feeling spooky But it's definitely Halloween vibes all around. I um, love it. it. I gotta tell you... New York felt like Halloween, like year round, like it just not Halloween. It felt grimy and just depressing all year round for yeah, me, for where we were living, for where we were living. So I never ever got out. like it wasn't a spooky fall feeling. Uh, it just felt gloom, yeah, no doom. Yeah. But here in Pittsburgh, I for the first time in a long time, I am truly feeling that. Funny that feeling? fall that funny spooky feeling of fall or like a zombie will pop around the corner uh, like it, i yeah I'm, I'm just like all around me it just feels yeah like a fun spooky times and um because of we're talking about the, uh that and yeah i mean it's it's halloween season obviously it's it's for those people listening in the obviously future, it's october 9th um, so the very beginning of not the very beginning, but a pretty decently in the beginnings of Halloween season. Um, but perfect time if you haven't already started to start watching scary, scary movies, movies. because there movies. is so many to watch. And it's Too kind many of, to watch. It's kind of hard because every single year I forgot about how many movies I watch, like scary movies I watched the years previously, like. Um, I'm looking at a uh, 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 so 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 like kind of me prepping for this episode. I I kind of broke up horror movies based on um, decades, and um, I was looking at like some of the best movies of the '80s, and I remember Maniac Cop, which we lo- watched last year. Um, yeah, I don't know a... if we watched that for Halloween though, or if you just threw it on. No, so I wanted to watch it because it was Bruce Campbell. It's his. It was his first movie he did. That was not a Sam Raimi directed movie. Yeah, and I believe the guy who directed it is kind of a cult classicy director. Yeah, um, and he's they were friends, like he, him, and Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was a movie I wanted to. Oh, and another thing too was the guy who was the maniac cop uh, is a classic bad beat like Z movie. Um, actor mm-hmm. who showed up a lot in red letter media movies oh, anytime like you bring up that am i like <sighs> what are you gonna do what am i gonna do i don't know we yeah. should get them on anyways um I... okay i mean you should get them on 
Yeah, the problem is is that they're very, very uh, dour and don't really care about anything. And I think they're past the point of no return. <laughs> That's a spooky movie. Uh! Uh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh yeah, true. That's a song. Well, the point of no return. So I, I mean, we could take this 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 episode a few different ways. Uh, the one I think in. The one we did in 2019, I didn't really listen to it, but I think we just kind of generically talked about like, oh, this movie, that movie, this movie, as we <laughs> didn't really do as much research as we do a little bit of research nowadays, I'd say. I think that's something that came out of COVID is we do a little well, bit more research. Yeah, we do um, research and we also embrace it. I feel like we truly get into it. Yeah. Like, Sam, you went to a movie yesterday. Um, yeah, but it's not a scary movie. No, it's not scary. It's, um, but I'm just saying, like, we go out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, get yeah. it. Um, not as much as... Um, yeah. But, like, I think... I don't know exactly how you, Zach... Well, I mean, you will chime in, I'm sure, at any point um, and talk mm -hmm. about random stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I like to take things chronologically. I like to have a little bit of a through line to our conversations instead of just saying things. Um, so, All right, well, here's my first random thing. Okay. Are you watching Vampire's Kiss on... Criterion channel. I started watching it and then I st I've seen it before, but I I turned it on with a group of friends. Um and uh but I, I mean I I love that movie. It's it's a great classic 80s yeah. 80s uh, 80s I, 90s. I, no, that's 90s. No, 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 it is no, it's 80s because uh there's a thing on Criterion channel where it's 80s horror. Yeah, but it's is it like there. 80s horror, but it actually came out in the 90s, like 91 it's or something? In, it's in the thing of 80s horror. I why know, but not be... all of it is actually in the 80s. I'm. Just... <laughs> why would it be? Okay, it's 88. All right, fine. Um, fine, you know what? It, it came out in 93. <laughs> wait, really? No, it's, oh, I'm, just, I'm just giving in to your... Like All right, anyways, uh, so I think the beginning of what we know of horror, at least American horror, and we're also going to talk about international horror as well, because I think even before um, uh, kind of like what we think of horror movies now, I feel like began kind of in the 70s. And I mean, like a lot of movies is like how we know it I now. I would kind say of began wrong, actually. I would say, I would say, what sorry, would you what? say? I would say 50s. We, we um, good old Oppenheimer dropped a bomb, which uh, enlightened a bunch of baby boomers, uh, no pun intended, to be fearful of what a world now harnessed with that kind of power would do. Okay. So they made things like them and also the fear of consumerism after, you know, all the troops came back and went of this perfect vice, created things like the blob and communism with invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, but I would argue, I mean, those are definitely movies that have a very strong uh, uh, connection to what's going on in the world, but I don't think those, like, Soviet, like, Cold War era stuff, which, who knows, maybe the Cold War is still going on with current events, but um, that kind of uh, anxiety, I don't think really... Uh, we don't. We're not seeing sequels of um, them. There's not them twenty seven. You know, there is. Uh, Halloween is still going on. There is uh, Friday the Thirteenth. They still are doing remakes. Um, and I think I think the general American population, if you ask them, 
what's the first thing that pops to your in your mind when you think of horror movie? You they're gonna think slashers. They're not gonna. Uh, think that's funny. That. I, I was thinking think... Freddy Krueger. The first thing popped in my head when you said horror. Freddy Krueger. Okay, well that's kind of a slasher as well. I mean like it's late... straight up a slasher. Yeah, he has yeah, yeah. Slashes for hands. Yes, exactly. But like what I was kind of saying, what I was going to. Um, I mean, you're right. Like, so the 50s, there was a shit ton of, pardon my French, there was a shit ton of, uh... Merton. Merton. Um, that's French, right? French um, for shit. Well, don't say it again. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of, uh, of these Cold War kind of horror movies. I mean, there's them, there's the original The Thing, um, you know, there, there's so many that I feel like that's the basis of Mystery Science Theater 3000 is all of these horror movies and like bad B movies that came out in the Ugh. 50s. Something I like... would highly recommend, sorry for everybody, is uh, the Creeping Terror oh, yeah. uh, episode of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. That is the funniest where the kid goes off in the woods and his like overweight father is calling him out. He's like, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> I forget that. <laughs> I just remember the, laughing. The actor falls down backwards. <laughs> I just remember like the, the creeping terror is literally just a rug that like they just put over top of like a few people. Um, yeah. And there's like one scene that's extremely long where someone's just walking in a forest and there's like semi ominous music playing. Um, uh, it's the best. Maybe I'll watch that. Actually, I have a movie I'm watching tonight. Um, I have a movie. I think I'm going to see The Conjuring. Anyways, no. um, I, well, I have, I'm watching The House of the Dead, which is what is that? Seventies, eighties? Uh, no, it so it looks seventies, uh, but it's a it's I believe Ty West's first film, The House of the Devil. Sorry, mm. uh, The House of the Devil. It's on Criterion Channel, and it's uh, in 2009. Mm -hmm. But the the look of it, I saw like a like they Criterion Channel also be like watch this movie on twitter yeah and i thought it was a 70s movie and no lo and behold it was 2009 whoa yeah, um mama was just had a year of presidency what the and he's i like, wonder if he was watching it whenever was, he got uh, into office yeah i, I hope he, he did. did anyways like, so going back to because you started with the, the I um uh, I uh, uh I'm the uh the devil. Uh, uh Michelle, uh <laughs> I'm watching The House of the Devil, uh and I don't see the White House anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that um funny, Michelle? I can't do a Michelle accent. Oh, I'm Michelle. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> You're canceled now. Wait, why? Hello. Hello, I'm Michelle Annette. <laughs> She's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Anyways, mind. so the 50s movies um, were kind of a continuation of, like, the first era of, like, Hollywood old school movies. You know, we got Frankenstein. We got the Wolfman. We got the Loch Ness. Or not the Loch Ness. The creature from... <laughs> no one's... The... <laughs> I don't know. No. It's, like, much more of, like, these monsters. It's, like, it's all yeah, of these kind of monster movies. Where's the Loch Ness monster movie... True. We've I, never got that. We never got it. Well, maybe it's because it's there. It's so hard to find this locked. I mean, there's not a Sasquatch movie either, really. Um, yeah. Well, there's these dumb movies that you know, really but, low budget people make, where it's like 
DB. I think there it's called DB Cooper versus the boys. The, no, no, DB Cooper, the guy who stole a bunch of money oh, yeah. on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's DB Cooper versus Bigfoot. Oh, um, That's I believe it is nuts. And there's um, no Bigfoot. Once again, I watched this on. Um, so the th- one thing is like, uh, so the fifties, like, there's a lot of like horror, or there's a lot of I think horror. Of the fifties was much more tied into these monster movies, right? Like, it's very specific, like this monster this giant ant this creature from especially in the 50s there's creatures from space you know it's like much more like very specific monster movies like i guess like sci-fi in a way was kind of interchangeable with horror i think like you could kind of make an argument like the day the earth stood still was kind of the horror of the 50s like these very specific and yeah a lot of it was tied to like the cold war and like you know these things these other beings were had some kind of connections to like russia or like invading forces and then um the 50s kind of came along as they or the 60s came along and the 60s was kind of a change where it was this weird in between time where like the age of like frankenstein and like these kind of like monster movies and b movies were kind of going away and things were getting a little bit more uh kind of this was a little bit of the beginning of like indie horror movies that we know today because that's when um for instance rosemary uh or rosemary's baby comes out uh night of the living dead which kind of presents like the modern interpretation of of zombies um and these kind of movies that are are not quite like horror movies but like were the beginnings of kind of like these these thoughtful kind of horror movies uh like peeping tom for instance oh yeah we would th- like this is it is considered a horror movie first slasher kind of, considered yeah the first slasher movie but it's kind of like weirdly about 1960 it's it doesn't it 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 doesn't quite fit into well it is. I mean, it, it's kind of the beginning of a horror, like that horror. I would kind call of it genre. a horror movie, but it's I would it's definitely... not. It's like the very first one. It doesn't. There's there's like a little bit more of like, I don't know that that cinema verite kind of like artistic feel to it. That's like it. It doesn't quite know. It's not the the genre is still so new that it doesn't quite know how to act in this genre that it's building. If that makes sense. Ooh. What what um genre are you talking about? The slasher? Yeah, oh, well slasher what? movies. Like it's it's Wait still a minute. No, it's still the, like sixties uh kind of like but art art. I think you're house. trying to now this is where you and I are undecided or disagreed. What? I mean nineteen thirties, nineteen twenties, dare I even say, with D W no not D W Griffith. D W Griffith? With, no, no, Nasravaratu. Nas yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, those definitely, there's definitely scary movies before the 50s and before, like, these monster movies. I mean, like, the first, yeah, I mean, the first, like, truly scary movie, if we want to get get into the thick of it, is uh, The Cabinet. <laughs> the Train. Uh, oh, yeah, true. The, the Train. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Not to jump on uh, uh, No, but I mean, the, everyone kind of points at, like, the, the Cabinet of Dr. Cal- Caligari. Oh. as the first kind of and german expressionism was really like yes. the first sort of fritz um, lang fritz lang was kind of like fritz one lang. of the first uh 
forays into um was Doctor of Cal the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari was that Fritz Lang? Yes. Wow. I can double check that, but please double I would check put, because I don't. I, I don't know. I would put right. money to donuts that it is. Put money to donuts. Okay. Um. Yes. But yeah. Okay. So there's other horror. There's other scary movies before that. Um. And I'm pretty sure we talked about the cabinet. The cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Oh before. no. Yeah. It's I'm not Fritz Lang. Fool. Fritz Lang no. is not. Fritz Lang is like Metropolis uh, and M. I uh, that yeah, doesn't even uh, really look like this was in nineteen like seventeen or something. Fritz Lang was probably still like an assistant director. Somebody, somebody, help me. Okay, <laughs> so I got it. It's nineteen twenty. Ah, uh, it's I don't even know who this is. Oh. Robert Wien. Robert probably Wien because it's it's German. Wien. The W is a V. And I don't know anything else he did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Thank you. well, good thing you didn't put money to donuts on that. I have no money. <laughs> I have no donuts now. Oh. Uh, wait, so you bet donuts? Anyways, yeah, so the transferring of the 60s. Uh, so I'm okay. When we could talk about, I mean, the German expressionism, you know, um, it, it was kind of like, it is the cabinet of Dr. Caligari is like a very, like, it's what, it's, 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 it's a really good movie to to start off if you're interested in movie like in horror movies it, it is scary in my opinion like i think it's a genuinely scary movie um yeah no the ending i was a twist yeah and it uh, kind of began this twist i don't want to ruin it we have ruined it on different episodes before but it it, it kind of um we definitely have it's kind of to. what are you saying i said we had to oh we had to okay yeah. um but it was kind of the beginning of, of, of a very specific type of ending, which is now kind of a cliche now, but that was kind of the start of it. But anyways, back to the 60s, um, because 60s was like an in-between time in which people were trying to figure out new genres, new like, oh, what's horror now, you know? And uh, well, they were coming up with, you know, Peeping Tom, which was kind of like this weird, I mean, we'll see this a lot, but like the idea of video itself being like, you know, you being the the voyeur watching a movie about someone who kills people while watching a movie, and then there's also, also... we started to get into the psychological, yeah, like with with uh, with Psycho. You know? Yes, I'm I mean Psycho is also kind of more so. I mean Hitchcock is his own thing, but like, I mean Psycho is was kind of like the the end of his career. Like there's Psycho and then The Birds, which frankly The Birds is a very fascinating movie because I am gonna ruin this, but like. The never ending... seen it. Oh, really? No, it's weird. The ending of never... the birds is actually like the only time that like nothing was actually resolved. Like it actually, the birds take over the world. Basically, I don't. Yeah, what is with the birds? Why are they so angry? Well, I I don't remember. Like a meteor? I think, no, I th I think that's what's so great about it is like there is no. Uh, it all takes place in the in this small town in which no one really. And I think this came out sixty two. But no one really knows like what is happening. They just see it kind of slowly, like these birds just start slowly going crazy. And also, there's like this whole side story, or, like this whole the first half really has nothing to do with birds. Like the birds are just like not at all a character in the movie. And like there's this whole like love triangle thing going on. And then all of a sudden, these birds just start killing everyone. And it's just it's so random. And then at the end. Like the love triangle story is kind of gone, and then it just—it's a shot of like the Golden Gate Bridge, and these birds just start like filling the air and just start like 
completely engulfing this bridge Ooh. and it's and then would... it ends and it's kind of like wow like okay so the birds just kind of took over like the world like what's going on it's like this we would win do like if birds truly yes got organized i i (laughs) if birds got their shit together um i think we would i i mean no offense to birds well here's the thing if birds got their shit together that would probably mean that they are something happened to their brains that maybe they are smarter now um and if that's the case then i think yeah we're we we might be a we should bit. get take that. Well, I'm, there's so many birds, and they're probably angry. Yeah, at, you know. Well, I don't know. We eat birds. I, yeah, but birds eat other animals. I feel like they would understand. Oh, really? Oh, so they? Yeah, they would understand. I think they 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 understand the animal kingdom, but like you know, I don't think they'll be angry. They might be like, "Well, now we're smarter than you, so we're going to be the kings." Yeah. Um. Anyways. So, the, I mean, there's six. There's Rosemary's Baby, which of course is the classic. You know, that's kind of. The end of the 60s where people were just like, we can talk about sex and do crazy things. Right. Um, where, you know, what's his face? Uh, who did that again? The famous child rapist? Oh, yes. Uh, um, uh, I'm glad I'm forgetting his name, but uh, uh, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. Um, that's kind of the movie that got him famous. And, you know, he was uh he did a movie before that holocaust or he was like he was in the holocaust kind of world um like he was well he was he was like home like he was like in poland during world war ii and um you know he was kind of running for his life i believe he is jewish um and so you know he's kind of had a, a fucked up life and so he's kind of was a very key person at a very key time in history and so uh and also of course rosemary baby had john cassavetes which is iconic um but you know there's also these like there's also whatever happened to baby jane the movie that you talked about yesterday or last episode um yeah that's a scary oh that's a scary movie um yeah for certain so i I, you know we're starting to get more um deep and also just more uh, intellectual smart movies Mm -hmm. like you were saying i mean of course the cabinet of uh, dr um caligari Carol Vari was, I think, smart. Yeah. But then, like, Dracula, Frankenstein, it's just, like, monsters. Yeah, it's, like, studio stuff. Yeah, it's just, like, I went to take you, blood, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, you get a little bit more smart with, like, what would happen if we go to space? What are the effects of that? Yeah. And now you're in the deep of, like, you know... Well, these are also... Get- these are kind of, like, art house movies. I mean, I could go on. There's Eyes, uh, Eyes Without a Face um seconds um there's uh and then also i'm seeing like internationally speaking um like japanese horror movies at the time were really like they were really into ghosts um there's like this old like uh japanese theater called no uh n-o-h which then kind of translated into a new thing called j-horror um which is japanese horror and they um there was a lot of like really big movies at the time uh, that were coming out that had like a very uh, strong con- connection to like Japanese lore in ghosts. Like there's one Koronaki Nako, um, Uni Baba. Um, these were all kind of like these classics uh, ghost Japanese movies, and um, you know, I mean, it was but like the horror genre as we know it wasn't really quite invented. I don't think till the seventies. Like, once 
I I'd say the like what we think of as like a slasher cabin in the wood movie began with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, which was seventy three. Um, yes, which apparently that movie is about Vietnam. I don't know what it mm. is or how, but it is. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you know, the seventies kind of came along and changed movies for a lot of, in a lot of ways. Uh, and then that's kind of where we get uh, all of the sequels and things that are still impacting us. Not really as much today, but definitely back in like the two thousand two thousands and maybe early two thousands tens. But Halloween, they just came out with Halloween Ends. Uh, comes out in the seventies. Um, I was rewatching Halloween actually recently. You and did. I- and I know I, I I literally watched Halloween every single Halloween for the past several years. Um, rewatching it this time, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of getting kind of tired of it. I I, it, I tell you, I'm I'm there's kind of a, a, I watched that movie in 2018, trying to be like this was great. I remember the first time I watched it. I watched it with a girlfriend at a time and was like, we got to see this one part. Um, like I was all over that movie, and then I watched it in 2018, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is kind of boring and well, and it's also weird. kind of weirdly written. Like the the writing of like the teen girls is just very strange, yeah. and it's also there's some things where it's just like it's very dated in the way that like this this weird person is obviously stalking this girl. And, like, I feel like people would be much more on edge about that now. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of, it was, I still like it. It's just kind of, like, we know. I mean, at this point, I've seen it, though, many times. So I know what's going to happen. So it's there, there the there's, best. like, this kind of, there's this huge buildup, especially with, like, the first kill yeah. where, um, or, like, the first girl that's killed where, like, she is roaming around the house, she's roaming around Nate, and that was the whole thing. Is like, oh, girls are like half naked, and like, she's like, oh, she's stuck in the in the in in like the laundry room. Uh oh, he's gonna get her. Is like, oh no, he didn't. Oh, I- and there's like a so so many like up like oh, she's about to get it, and then and then she. It's also not even that bloody of a movie, which I mean that's fine, no. but it's like it's interesting because it's really like the when she slits her throat or whatever there's no blood it's just like all in the music which i mean yeah, is a no, testament it, to the movie it, itself it, but it did something that was you know uh, fantastic in the sense that it changed formula of just like oh my goodness this boogeyman is out there um and it's still alive and really can't be killed yeah um you know i know you've seen halloween dose yes. um but have you ever seen halloween thrice season of the witch <sighs> No, I I, think, I listened to a How Did This Get Made episode on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not a good... I mean, it looks dumb, but it no, it's looks fascinating. To be bad. It looks fascinating to me. Yeah, I I mean, this Halloween movie is a complete uh, distancing it has no from... Michael, has nothing to do with um, Michael Myers or that storyline. Which is a line. funny... It's a funny trying to be like, well, it's Halloween. You know, a lot of things can happen on Halloween. Yeah. Um, it's it's something to do with, like... Yeah, it's about masks. This evil yeah, corporation like, makes masks. 
so it like sucks the soul out of you or something like that. It's just weird. I mean, I, it doesn't have anything to do with John Carpenter, right? Like it's no, it has. It literally has nothing to do. It's directed by Tom Tommy Lee Wallace, mm. uh, and yeah, none of the characters from the other ones. But a uh, town homegrown hero, the actor uh, Tom Atkins, is in it, mm-hmm. and that's the reason kind of why I want to see. It. He's he's a cult movie actor in the 80s mm. 70s um but also at the same time you know uh in the 70s uh internationally speaking uh there's a lot of influence and i think you'll see this as we go on um there's a lot of influence from movies like a decade before internationally that then started having an impact on um movies uh in america um, so, for instance, in the 70s, House came out, which is a Japanese J-horror movie um, about these three girls, or no, four or house. five girls go to a house, and the house is haunted, and it's very psychedelic and very, like, all over the place. The house basically just starts eating them. Spoilers, um, a man turns into a bunch of bananas. <laughs> I forget about that, but there's a flying oh, head. So funny. Um, it's It's an insane movie, and you should definitely watch it, but that definitely had a huge influence on... Um, uh, Evil Dead. Um, yes. And then also, there's movies that are getting remade, like uh, Werner Herzog makes Nosferatu, which I saw very recently. Um, really good movie. Uh, Klauskinski with Klaus, yeah, Klauskinski, and very beautifully colored, and I I really like that movie. Like I think it's 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 does a really good job of of um taking that story and making it like good use of color. And I mean, now, Klaus Kinski is just so over the top, but whatever. yeah, foreign films. I feel like there, there was a set formula for American films yeah. and they could, they did go hard and there were especially like some really intense movies um, that were not the kindest to women. Um, yeah. Like you have movies kind of like, um, I spit on your grave, or thriller, the motion picture. I think it's called. Basically, you know, like these movies uh, where women get raped and now they're out for revenge. Like that was a whole genre. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Wes Craven, his first few movies, The House on the Left, Last House on the Left, and The Hills Have Eyes are really great. You have the you have the Grindhouse movies. That's what they are. They're you know. Uh, like psychotic person and it's all blood and such. But I think a lot of you take a lot of that from like these Italian, uh, Italian films. And um, I actually just watched a French film the other day. It's on. It's okay. It's, it's on criterion channel and it's 1982. It's called the living dead girl. And I read, I was going to watch it because the title alone sounds cool. But the synopsis is, and this is off IMDb, a toxic spill revives a beautiful dead Harris who, with the help of her childhood friend, must quench her insatiable thirst for blood. So it's very, like, it's very cliche in the sense that, like, it's about a girl who comes to life and she needs flesh. Hmm. But because it's... Don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we don't. Um but it's it's directed in in a, a way that you're not used to and i want to say that there are i um 
I really am trying to watch like a horror type thing every day. And um, I, I hate to bring it up, but uh, Disney just released uh, Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Like a mini, like it, should, it was like a one-off movie. Yeah. Like an hour-long movie. Uh, and I loved Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Uh, that was like one of the... I realized that a lot of the comics I read, besides like Spider-Man and what have you and Batman, were the horror comics. The Ghost Rider I read. I read all of Werewolf by Night because mm. I loved it. Um. But I watched this movie, and it's so cliche. I mean, it's Disney. It's, you know, it is DC Marvel. But it's so cliche, and I'm like, this is horrible. How did, how did they do this? And they have so much budget. And then I watched something like The Living Dead Girl, which is cliche. The, like, all these cliche things. And it's very, very, like, it feels original and and living and, like, I don't know. Like people came together to really. Make when did it... the Living Dead Girl come out? It's eighty-two. Now the acting is not the best. Yeah. But they're just see, like it is really. It's got a five point seven on IMDb. Uh, but I I really enjoyed it. There's a like a scene where like that like somewhat improvised. Um, that uh, where this woman took a picture of this Living Dead Girl who's supposed to be dead. And showing it up to a bunch of people, and they're like, "Yeah, she died two years ago." And uh, the woman goes to her fiance or boyfriend and just like, "I'm trying to find this girl. Won't you help me?" And he's like, "Oh, you're being hysterical. You're crazy." And then the uh, the photo flies away just because the wind, uh, like it's not part of the scene. Yeah, the photo just flies away because of the wind. And the guy goes like, "See, she's flying away. Like you can't even get a grasp of her. Like." So it's just like this funny little thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of fun. I feel like that in the 80s, and that brings us to the 80s, uh, movies were much more fun. Like, I feel like the like the horror movies of the 80s are much. It's more of like a good time. Like, I, I would even say I would even say like The Shining, which everyone points to is like, oh, The oh, Shining. I, Zach the and Shining. I both think it's a very funny. I mean, it's still Kubrick, so it's oh, like. It's- it's hilarious. But it's a funny movie. It's a little bit over the top. Um, Evil Dead 2, a little bit over the top. Um, of course, Eve, the first Evil My Dead was in movie. the early 80s, but like, eh, maybe 81. it's... Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll say that's the 70s seeping over into the 80s, but 80, Evil Dead 2, I think, is very 80s horror. Maniac Cop, uh, Fright Night. Uh, I watched oh, recently it- uh, The Scanners at um, Metrograph. Um, yeah, very... that's not supposed to be funny. Well, no, but it's just goo- yeah, There's a very goofy scene. It like it's a very goofy movie. I mean, their um, faces are super goofy, and it, the I laugh makeup, at it. Every like the makeup of like the eighties, and like you like, know the, the head popping scene is hilarious because the guy who's like doing the head blowing up is like squinching his mouth. He's like, Ugh. well, what's funny is it goes completely out of nowhere, like comes completely out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, like it's, yeah. it's the scene opens and it's like, Oh, there's these people at like this, you know, some college campus thing. And this guy's like, Oh, uh, can I read someone's mind? Like, Oh yeah, you can read my mind. All right. Yeah, it was just like there was no preamble to what was even happening, like why this was even going on. And it's a really I didn't even know that this guy was like, I guess the guy that's head blew up was also a scanner. But like, 
Oh, he, he was. I think he was a scanner, but he was like a he wasn't a that good of a scanner. And like the guy <laughs> that he was scanning was like, like a secret oh, scanner was like also that's... a scanner, but like he they didn't know that he was a scanner, and he was like a murdering scanner. Yeah, and he so, was he he was like a magneto. I yeah, remember he was like, like the, he was the bad like, scanner. We're like we we are the superior race because but we like, can blow yeah, so, up heads. You know, it's not to say that all like movies of the eighties are these goofy kind of movies. There's there's a lot more. I think uh, the seventies, which had like more of like these bloody kind of like slasher movies, they had a lot more of these kind of psychological movies, like uh, Videodrome, which is the same guy, but I think Videodrome is David not Drummond funny. Bird. I think v- Videodrome is very not funny and actually no, that's quite, an uncomfortable movie. Quite uncomfortable. And the I, same with the also, fly. I don't even. I don't get uh, it. the thing. The remake, and also, like, as we'll go on, like, I mean, we only have 10 minutes left, but, like, there's so many remakes you'll see, like, without horror, like, horror movies is constantly remaking and constantly trying to, for the most part, I think remakes of horror movies are cash grabs. Like, every ho- remake I've seen of Halloween, or of, uh, of, uh, Scream, because they didn't do, they do, they did the new Scream that we saw, Zach. Yeah, and it was bad. It was about it was, making fun of movies that do. Uh, it was the first. It was the first uh, Scream movie that I didn't like. Um, but like, um, oh, but actually, uh, I have one uh, that is goofy, but and it's a foreign film. Technically, uh, is uh, Dead Alive original title uh, Brain Dead. And do you remember who directed that little yes, piece? Yes, that's uh, Mr. Uh, Oscar. Like, yeah, yeah, Three-time Oscar what, winner Peter uh, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Peter Jackson. Um, Dead Alive. I was on a roll. Um, um, love that movie. I have never seen it. It's funny how I watched it. Is it was in bits on YouTube, so I watched the ten pieces of it on YouTube. Wasn't that nineties though? It is. I thought it was. I, I thought it was actually before Evil Dead Two, but it no, it's ninety two. Well, this brings us to the nineties. Um, yeah. The nineties, I think, are a big continuation of uh, the indie kind of horror movie vibes, as well as things just became much more meta. Um, like Scream, for instance, the first Scream comes out, um, the epitome 96. of like a meta horror movie because it's all about like what do you do in a horror movie you know and it's someone trying to imitate a horror villain um and then also funny games which we've talked about before oh extremely i was actually actually gonna ask do you consider that to be a horror film yes because i haven't seen it i so at work um we're suggesting every single time like every day a, a horror movie and i'm really trying to keep up with it and I was going to suggest Monday hor- uh, funny games. I'm like, but wait, is that horror? But yes, I would consider it a horror film. Yeah. Um, but like I, I'm seeing it on no list of top best horror films. But it is horrifying. Yeah. And it also re does. I mean, in my opinion, <laughs> all of Michael Haneke's uh, Michelle, Michael Haneke's. Yeah. Michael. All his movies are kind of horror but there's also a lot more um kind of what was lost in the um uh with peeping tom in the 60s this starts coming back in the 90s of like being seen and being a voyeur but like now um in like uh you know handheld vhs cameras and stuff 
And we see that, of course, with Blair Witch Project, which I love. Such mm-hmm. a great movie. Um, we see that in Lost Highway, the David Lynch movie. Um, and like, there's just a lot more of these kind of weird meta, and also in funny games as well, like this weird meta of like, what is violence? And like, are we violent for being the ones that watch them, you know? And then I think horror movies also became much more, uh, like taken seriously, taken seriously. No, no, like the eighties was still like indie kind of horror stuff. I feel like it was still all kind of like not wide release movies, all kind of things that you would have to like go to special theaters to see and stuff. Um, uh, Outside of like Gremlins or Poltergeist or Aliens, but once like the 90s hit, I think there's much more uh, like the Sleepy Hollow, for instance, Silence of the Lambs, Misery. Silence of the Lambs, you got the first kind of like Oscar winner. Yeah, and like horror becomes much more of a thing. And then again, we start to see the begin like Japanese movies being taken uh, from like the nineties. We have Ringu, uh, Ringu uh, which Ringu. later in the two thousands became the Ring, and then yeah, Juon or the the Grudge, um, yeah, Juon, which is a lot of these Japanese like J horror movies in the nineties eventually become American movies in like the early two thousands. So these Japanese like are are really a precursor of, like, a lot of, like, where we get, um, America gets kind of, like, their horror genre from. Um, right, and also an in- inspiration from that stuff. I mean, and then we only have six minutes left. Uh, uh, 2000s movies, I don't know, we start to get a little, I think, lazy. Well, I think, yeah. I it's Not a little, lazy, well, there's, like, like, post-9-11 little... stuff. There's, like, Cloverfield Oh. I think there's a lot more the mist kind of like these I, in some ways like reimagining old ideas like zombie movies start becoming like a joke. There's Shaun of the Dead, there's Zombie Land, but then at the same time there's like 28 Days Later. I think could, zombies start to become well, like Well, oh, you have the Saw franchise, which the first Saw, one yeah. is amazing and then it's just, you know, the and then Final so Destination. Which things become has, much or, bloodier. Like, things are just like The Strangers is like late 2000s. Um, ooh, very bloody, disturbing movie. Here. Yeah, Antichrist. Um, Never seen it. Things get both, like, funnier and also darker. And then also, I think things become much more varied. There's also <coughs> Jennifer's Body, which I is like a big, movie. like, you know, female... Um, you know why I love that movie? movie is what? that movie came out um, when I was in high school, like just starting high school. So I was like, this is the first time where I'm like, oh, this is me. Yeah. I'm these people. Um, but like, we should, also oh, have. Oh, Drag Me to Hell was in two. Drag Me to Hell, for instance. Scary. I mean, Sammy Ray, Sam Raimi, Robert Rodriguez are still doing kind of horror things. Um, oh, and it, oh! Speaking of speaking of which, real quick, Sam Raimi apparently is uh, redoing Magic. Remember, did we oh, watch that together? The, the uh, Anthony, Ho- yeah, the Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. He has a dummy. Yeah, I think that would be a good remake to make. But because we only have like three mi- uh, minutes left, so we're briefly going through the two thousands. There's also like a lot of international movies coming out at that time. Once again, very bloody Battle Royale. Uh, kind of scary child-like movie, Pan's Labyrinth, The Host. Um, the oh, things are getting funny again with uh, like Shaun of the Dead. I already said that. 
Um, but it's and then you know, 2010s, 20s. Honestly, it feels like that the kind of wave of like the 70s stuff is kind of dying, and finally we're getting back to very organic original things. Uh, through A24 for the most part. Like, A24 has been, like, a hub of so many horror movies. You got, you know, Hereditary, Witch, Midsummer, Lighthouse, Ghost Stories. Well, Jordan Peele, I don't think that's A24, but there's also, yes, there's Get Out, there's Us. Um, There's so many movies that are just, like, kind of... I feel, I feel like it's much it's more coming. slow. Like, the movies yeah, now are much... They have a very, very slow build-up. And, are, and we're coming, and they're and they're they're smarter too. I think. Yeah. Oh, bone. Oh, it, this is funny. Bone Tomahawk is on here as being horror, and I would agree. That's a good movie, by the way. Really disgusting. Um, oh, Raw. Remember Raw, Raw? Yes, yes. That was freaky. Cabin in the Woods. Um, I think good horror movies are at an all-time high. Well, now like, they're just much more. Um, thought-provoking and it, and it doesn't come from a place of like in the 70s which was like there's someone chasing you or like there's this monster or like something that's coming after you we're or in the, the 80s was still kind of the same thing but there was a little bit more set design and a little bit more uh like it was a little bit more life light-hearted now i feel like movies f- starting with the 90s but like even more so now i think now it's becoming much more uh, filled with like real emotion and real trauma, and like it, they're much more grounded into something real and emotional. Um, and uh, like Hereditary, I feel like is one of the scariest movies ever because it's not just about the scary things that happen in it, but also just about a family that is falling apart, which is very real and also very scary if it happens. You know, I didn't think it was that scary. I don't think that director's that scary. All right, well, that's just that's my opinion. That's just one man's opinion. Anyways, so that's our kind of talk on horror movies, and I'm yes. playing uh, Punisher, Phoebe Bridgers, um, because she's kind of scary, but also kind of up. I think she's a good encapsulation of scary now. Yeah, she wears a uh, skeleton onesie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, we'll let Phoebe sing us play us out. Um, next week we'll probably talk about a critic or have a guest or something. Yes. Um, but or we'll be hosting New Festival. Or New Festival. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye y'all. When you had to go.